I'm really upset that the tragedy of Macbeth is in no theaters near us so that we can see it or that I can see it. In God's holy name are you rambling about? I saw the preview for that. It looked really interesting. Yeah, it's Joel Joel Cohen's next movie. Well, I mean, I saw the the Fossbender Macbeth and that was delightful. That's all well, I need. Maybe I'll try and maybe I'll watch that to hold me over. Uh, you'll have plenty of time because the thing's 18 hours. So you'll <laughs> oh. get, you know, just insouciant pauses. Maybe maybe I'll just finish the Sopranos instead. <laughs> there you go. Probably more entertaining. And how. I, Did you I, hear the... in... go oh, go it. ahead, Shane. Nope. I have nothing of substance to say. <laughs> no, oh, you I was... do it. <laughs> I was gonna try to ease John's pain by um letting him know we've won another war against Taco Bell and the Mexican pizza will be coming back in April. So I've heard. If I fulfilled the the threat that I gave you pre-roll, a car noise would have happened there, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want Shane to quit. There's a scream of uproarious applause somewhere. and This is episode one of our uh, podcast revival and reunion. <laughs> <laughs> we broke up last I was going to say, we did have 10 years in like, you know, four days that we experienced there. At least I personally have. I swear it to was that Christ, if I have one more guitar break on me, I'm just going to quit breathing. <laughs> oh, no. It could be it could be raining titties and you'd look up and get hit by a dick. Yep, twice. <laughs> just a pair of tusks just straight into my nostrils. I'm like, I didn't want this. <laughs> you got disappointment for Christmas. Yeah, apparently. But uh, we'll start off uh, off the top of everything by saying, catching dicks in the face. Hi, all come slingers and welcome to another stirring installment of this, the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And we have a lot to get to today, friends, so we're just going to delve into it by saying that what we typically do on this show is we dive into random esoteric nonsense, and in the course of explaining it to one another, we lie. That's the delightful sort of air that we have on the show most of the time when we are not pounding one another into submission. And speaking of which... Apparently, I get to offer an on-air apology this week for having dogpiled Michael so hard last week that he thought we were legitimately upset at him by the time we got off air. And I, I wish I had taken more time to comfort you because I feel like you've just been swimming in anxiety. But I was just like, no, I was in, I was in a bad mood. And I think I, I had said that and then got on and there was just a string of John, you know, mama clapping Michael on the back like, you, you did real good this week, baby boy. It was so fun. It was a good episode and I love you and we, we coddle you and please, please don't, don't hurt anyone or yourself and it'll be fine. And I'm over here like, oh God, what did Papa do? <laughs> I, I honestly, when we finished recording, I sat there for a moment and I almost worded a whole like explanation on our group chat saying like, sorry, I, I definitely crossed over the line with this one and I'll make an effort not to do that again. And I'm sorry that it was such a bad episode. <laughs> I, was, I was not in a good place when we stopped. I was like, oh. God, all right, now oh, no. I know what not to do. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Let me, uh, since, Michael, we since don't have HR this on this podcast. You can do whatever you want. Technically you are HR. I think we established that a couple of episodes ago. That's really true. Okay, in that um, case, and... I'm writing you up. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not even for last week's episode, but for, you know, we're going to go way back and just start all the grievances. Oh, shit. So this is the grievance episode? <laughs> I have a head start. You don't want to play that game. Yeah. Um, 
Also, the reason that Michael sounds the way that he does is because he's actually in hiding. Um, <laughs> he went through with what he said he was going to do, and he's on the lam. Yeah, he's, so. he's on the run from the eel patrol right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't think Big Eel was a thing until that episode went live. And uh, yeah, I'm currently in hiding. All you had to do was ask John. He's seen Big Eel. <laughs> Women want him. Eels fear him. It's real slimy, and we don't know why. But it hasn't <laughs> yeah. fallen off yet. So Thank that's all God. we can hope for. But no, you you really did. It was a delightful episode. I realize I have to explain again. Uh, when I'm in character, I tend to stay in character. So if it's give Michael shit, I'm I'm going to ride that wave until we're done. So if you haven't noticed, I love John to death. Uh and then I just beat the holy shit out of him on this show pretty routinely. If you hear us talk in private, normally I'm I'm very genteel and loving and here there's actually not a very different. not a lot of talking that happens, yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of slapping noises, but very genteel and loving regardless. Who is Indeed. stirring macaroni in there? <laughs> I use a lot of lubricant, okay? Sometimes you don't want to go in dry. Anywho, Michael, how the hell did you get kidnapped by the uh, Nambla Alliance and, and taken to Michigan? <laughs> well, it was oh a trust fall, for starters. So I was cloth I was supposed to cloth honger. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't put that in there. So I originally was supposed to go to Utah to visit friends, a friend's family of destinies. Okay, well, now we but, know how Nambla got you. Yeah. So we, we leave at like, we left at like six in the morning on Sunday. Uh, so the Sunday before this published, or I guess eight days before this published, cause I have no sense of time anymore. Sick. We fly over Provo, which is the Utah city that has an airport surprisingly. And we circle around for about an hour and they're like, it's too stormy. We can't land. Okay. So we're going to get rerouted. We're flying back to Phoenix. Oh, okay. As soon as we land, along with another hour later flight to Provo that was also turned around, we landed about the same time. The air, the airline Allegiance uh, systems crashed. So they couldn't reroute anyone. They couldn't issue refunds. They couldn't do any of that stuff. Um, so we're sitting there in the airport trying to figure out what to do. Eventually, we leave the airport, we get our stuff, we leave, we go eat somewhere nearby, and then we come back, and we're like, all right, what can we do? And their systems were still down. Their systems were down for about 11 hours. So eventually, we go home, and we're like, well, the next flight to Provo isn't until Thursday, halfway through our vacation. And so we were talking, and she has, Destiny has family in Michigan, in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, so oh we were God, like, well, I, uh, the next yeah. flight is Monday morning. So we took that and that's why I'm in Michigan instead of, uh, Utah. Wow. So yeah. you're saying that, uh, much as I predicted, the wrath of God has finally come to Utah because <laughs> no one's yeah. ever tried to get in there that hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We circled, we literally, we circled around Provo for the same amount of time as it took to fly to Provo. And oh that was, we, we honestly would have made it there on, we would have landed perfectly fine. But before they left, we actually were delayed about 30, 40 minutes already before takeoff uh, because there was a computer glitch and they actually overfilled the plane. So the plane was too heavy. So they had to oh, fill a way of no. draining some of the fuel. And because of that, the storm worsened to the point where we couldn't land in Provo. Dude, this is how they <laughs> killed Leonard Skinnerd. okay? Like, you're lucky to have made it out alive. 
Oh yeah, hey dude. And uh, I'm, talked by God is no joke, guys. I'm I'm happy that I'm in Lansing because it's about 20 degrees warmer here. It's only slightly above freezing as opposed mm-hmm. to Provo, Utah, which is about I think it's about eight degrees right now. And the water so, there will kill damn. you much faster than it will in Utah. I am only about an hour and a half from Flint, but I'm not oh. in Flint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My love to Michael Moore while you're there, by the way. Oh, is he out of Lansing? No, but oh. uh, they're Lansing <laughs> Michael Moore constantly to drain all that shit out of him. So That's true. <laughs> and uh, John's not from uh, far away there. Well, no, I mean, I was born in South Bend, Indiana, and then we lived in Brighton, Michigan until I was... You know, just told me about here when I was like about 10. Mm-hmm. So I, rem- I remember very little, but I've been to Lansing. He has yeah, heard been, tell been of been the Michigan. You, uh, Michigan, you're, you're close to, uh, hell. Yeah. Where I, mm-hmm. I never knew where that was in Michigan because I know of it. Yeah. You're close. Beautiful. It's close wherever en- you are, close Michael. Enough. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Hell, hell is where you make it. <laughs> it's like those of us who uh, take our summers over in asshole Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, but there's no one on the roads in Michigan right now. Uh, it's surprisingly they're all, they're all here. It's not, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot more snowbirds out there than there are. Yeah, everyone migrated there to Arizona. The drivers are nicer out here though. I did not Man. fear for my life at all the last couple of days. It's been nice. I mean, is it because you've been just so incredibly blind drunk the entire time? No, no. I spent most of this day with a migraine, so no, it, there's been no uh, blind drunk. Oh, good. We got another Michael Migraine episode. No, 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 no. It's cleared up, thankfully, or else I would have said no. I, it's it's not worth your guys' time to deal would with Would have been me. A, the, the killing stroke. <laughs> yeah, I remember that that episode. That was, uh, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a bad day for you. Yeah, that's why I would have been like, no, I'm, I'm more useful gone than I am on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it cleared up about an hour and a half ago, thankfully. All right. Well, I, I hope that you've at least accepted my apology, Michael. For oh, I accept the, it. The love and grace that I, I hold you in. Also, I'm sorry that I didn't make us watch that Eels song from Mighty Boosh last I'm week. Not. It's an after dark. <laughs> True. Uh, I for, that video disturbed me, and I don't know if any of you watched it when I sent it yesterday, but I, I no. hope you did because it, it'll traumatize you in fun ways. I purposely no, I was doing, it. I was doing good things yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I was, I was delighting in our new song on repeat, which has been going on for much of today as well. So, Yay. yeah, I'm, tomorrow I don't have a lot going on in the beginning of the day. So I think I'm going to eat a really strong edible and I'm going to listen to our completed album from front front to back for the Ooh. first time. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad call. Yeah, these are the moments where I am most certain that I'm as vain as everybody claims that I am. Because these days, like I told Melissa, new song days, you you lose me. Because I'm just going to go sit and pour over that and listen to oh, every no little matter, nuance for hours. No matter where, yeah, no matter where I'm going, it's the first thing and the last thing before I get out of the car. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess it's on air anyway. Um, there's something so cool in that song that Dan, our, our producer, included. And it's in in the the bridge right before the, the outro. And it rewards you if you listen to it on headphones. And I know that Shane has where there's like different, he chose like different vocal clips from our prior songs and kind of threw them in with heavy effects mm-hmm. and like different, like the left panning and right panning. Uh, and the effect is very haunting. And I love and it. the uh, the home game for those of you who are addicted, like uh, myself and, and Melissa is going through and picking out which songs are represented in those sections and what uh, verses they are. So if you would like, if if you would like to know, Dan told me. Oh, and I'll, I'll send okay. it to you. Bless him. He told me the song. He told me the songs at the very least. Okay. 
I, I have all but one. I, there's one little section that is still a mystery to me, so I'll have to figure that one out. He got he got a really. Uh, I'll, I can edit some of this. Oh, out. it's eclectic, um, but yeah, no, we don't need to spoil the uh, the surprise for everybody. We'll keep that one hidden and cloaked, and then you can tell oh, me yeah, later. Yeah. There, there's one vocal line. Or it's not a lyric or anything. It's just like a, and I don't know what song it's from, but it's like the most sensual Shane note that I've ever uh-huh. heard. It's like it. It's like Shane's version of an ooh ooh. Yeah, it's pretty ooh. <laughs> Oh man! Actually, if I had to, if I had to like transcribe the lyrics, it would be there would be an oh woo in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to the mystery being solved because yeah, that was Melissa yeah. and I were arguing that amongst ourselves last night as to what it was, and I'm like, I think he had to have played something backwards or done something weird. But anyway, we yeah. digress. Re- yeah, remind me after the pod, and I'll oh, trust me. I notice this clip. What's this? Ooh woo. Ooh woo. Ooh woo. Rub that clip, Daddy. <laughs> Ooh. Speaking of ooh woo, who the fuck is talking? Oh, today? you know who it is, motherfucker. It's you, Courtney. John. That's yeah, John episode. Doing the Illuminati uh, I have, ten part series. I have I have one paragraph written <laughs> on a two part episode. No, we're gonna talk about how the uh, the new Matrix film is essentially just fucking Fight Club two stolen and put on screen. Whoa. I haven't watched it yet. I'm still spoiler free. You don't need me to spoil much of anything. Is it fun? We're, I, I won't go any further because I have a feeling I might talk you out of the movie. So we'll just leave it out. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm watching it tonight or tomorrow night. Okay. So well, I will, I will hit the group up when I when I. Okay. Go. Well, we'll we'll swap. I'll go see Spider Man. You can watch The Matrix, and then we'll just compare notes. Boom. Sounds good to me. Okay. Oh, I still need to see that one too. I need to see both of those. Well, and we can send invitations. Okay. Depending on what we have going on, maybe we can do a special after dark. I saw the new Kurt Warner movie because that's what my parents decided we all needed to do the day after Christmas. Kurt Warner. I'm squinting at you real hard. So we're going to need to have a chat. Isn't that American (laughs) Underdog? Yes, it is. Uh John, you are obviously not a golfer. (laughs) No. It sounds familiar, but it doesn't ring any bell. Uh, he was once the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals for a, for a while when we made our run to the Super Bowl. Not that it means a damn thing to you because it's sports balls. I, but yes, not hungry. The Arizona exactly. Cardinals are a football team based out of Arizona. Strangely they're enough, actually, they're a vehicle for the sports ball. Indeed, and not to be confused How with many? the St. Louis Cardinals, which yeah. play the balls balls. Right. How many standard parsecs is that from here? Seven. Oh. Yeah. And the number is 42, just in case you were curious. <laughs> so, Courtney, what are we talking about on this blessed event today? Well, I just really felt like after last week, we just needed like a palate cleanser. Um, I've been practicing my alien hands because I really wanted to make this special because this is Kay. our last recording of 2021. Ever? I didn't need a palate cleanser after last week. I needed a vinegar and water douche in order to make it through my week. So every episode's a gift. Yeah, eel sauce just hits different now. I don't know what to tell you guys. Damn it! I was dreading going back into any sort of sushi parlor. I'm not going to make it. Oh, mommy! Oh God! Bless you. But uh, with this episode coming out right at the cusp of the new year, I really wanted to give us something um, that would really bring some hope to us all because we're going on year three of the fucking Panda Express and we just, we really need something kind of light and exciting. Orange Um, chicken. Yeah. Are you doing a sequel to Baby New Year? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Good job. They can't all Um, be home runs, friend. (laughs) 
Um, as my favorite uh, SNL skit says, this episode has everything. We've got secret societies. We've got true love. We've got rescuing attempts. It's perfect. Mormonism. And... Is it? A... <laughs> I was going to say that. That or a training, the training video for Arby's. Exactly. Um, no, this topic has been close to my heart since I was about six years old. Um, when I finally got my first one four years ago, it really changed my life forever. Um, so I'm very excited to share it with you guys as we wrap up 2022. Is this the Jonas Brothers all over again? <laughs> no. Um, pugs are thought to originated in China. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> How many lies do you have? I have four lies. And yeah, I just wanted an hour of you guys listening to me talk about pugs because that's well, my favorite. Well, pugs aren't real, so. <gasps> no. And marine life should also be questioned. <laughs> <laughs> I have this like weird fake cough because I've been exposed to COVID three times this week and my body's freaking out, but I tested negative. <laughs> so I apologize, yeah. John, for your editing attempts. <laughs> I'm going to just pull a, I'm going to pull a Michael and just not do it. Just should I just <laughs> cough directly into the mic um, then? I added a majority of those. Okay. Just because one or two get passed. Yeah, it's just straw sounds he has a problem with. <laughs> I'm I'm like a condom. I'm 99% effective. Oh my I'm god! I'm the editor this week, so that's enough editorializing from you. <laughs> ouch! I didn't hear what you said, but ouch! I love you. 67% of the time, it works half of the time. <laughs> I want to hear about the babies. Okay, the babies. Um, so, <laughs> like I said, um, pugs are thought to have originated in China, um, where they were bred. Um, from a breed called the Hapa, um, which was a royal lap dog um, originally known as Lochizi or Foo Dog. Um, a Foo Dog you might know as a mythical creature. Um, if you saw the new um, Shang-Chi, they actually depicted them in that movie. I thought it was Dave Grohl's side project. Is that <laughs> bullshit too? No, it's not bullshit. Um, yes, it is Dave Grohl's new <laughs> side project, the Foo Dog. Foo Dog Fighters, it's actually an illegal club you can join. I thought it was like an RMB sort of like fusion group, you know, Foo Dog. <laughs> um, Foo Dogs are usually depicted as large stone statues, usually outside of palaces, temples, government buildings. Um, and they're used to kind of ward off or protect from evil spirits. Kind of look like um, lions in general. Exactly. Yeah. Are they really out in front of governmental buildings? They are, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, they have two iterations of them. So there's actually a male and a female, which I did not know about. Um, the male usually has its one paw on a woven ball that's supposed to represent the earth um, and the unity of China. And then there's a female version that has a cub under her paw, and that one symbolizes the growth and prosperity of China. Um, but typically you see the male one depicted more often. I actually had to Google the female one because I've never seen it before. When they're together, do they call them foo foo? You know, that's I what really happens when they so. get really close together. Ooh. He's asking the important questions. Here. Ooh, foo foo. <laughs> I found a lot of conflicting information about whether or not the original form of the pug was actually named after the foo dog, which came first. Um, because there are some articles that state that the foo dog is actually a depiction of what the Chinese thought lions looked like before they had seen lions based on um, depictions they had heard from the Silk Road and from trading on the Silk Road. So it's kind of up for debate whether or not like pugs and the food dog are totally related. 
Um, but I think food dogs and mythology is really interesting, so I threw it in there. Okay. I, I Can I call bullshit on whether or not they actually originated in China? Uh, it's not bullshit per my script, but we are going to get into another theory that pugs might be from Tibet. Okay. Hmm. I was going to so, say, because they look nothing like that to me, <laughs> visually speaking. Which is why I did, I read probably four or five articles um, about food dogs just to see, like, where is this coming from? They don't look like pugs. Um, but pugs actually looked a lot different than how we know them now. Um, mm. Funnily enough, John's dog, Albus, the fluffy pug, looks a lot more like pugs did in China than the pugs that we know traditionally today. Huh. It's because he's a fucking king. <laughs> he is. Um, they were much more fluffy. Um, they The hoppa was also the origin of the Pekingese breed which is kind of more what John's dog looks like. So it's kind of that cross between the two. He's actually Japanese chin. I know he's on. Japanese chin, John, okay? Yeah, he also <laughs> cross-eyed, though. <laughs> um, and his tongue don't fit in his mouth. So if, if your brain was as big as his brain was, <laughs> I mean, you'd understand. Technically it is. I've had scans. <laughs> <laughs> the pug as we know it today was actually refined in Europe, so... The faces got shorter um, before they had longer snouts, um, usually more fluffy, and then they've kind of got the short hair over um, a long line of breeding. Okay, that makes sense because they've abandoned dignity for aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, that's exactly. when you said refined, I had a little giggle to myself. Yeah, yeah. refined. Mm. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Look, the snortier, the better. They're little pigs. <laughs> Should I go get Winry so we can do some ASMR? The more they struggle oh, to breathe, please. the more pure, purely bred they are. Just me wishing exactly. Anila would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but pugs, pugs go back a long way, um, at least in the sense of the Hapa and that breed in China. Um, Confucius may have even written about pugs um, as far back as 551 BCE um, when he referenced short-mouthed dogs. Um, while others believe that pugs date back as far as the Shang Dynasty of 400 BCE, um, the purpose of the pug is the same as it is today. They were bred for entertainment. If you've ever met a pug with a decent <laughs> owner, you know that these goofy little dogs have the best personalities. Like, Google pug videos. You will not be disappointed. It's a very nice uh, uh, rabbit hole to fall down. Oh, my God. It's so good. There was one emperor in particular that valued his female pugs so much that they had the same status in his court as his wives did. We're not going to dwell on that too much. I don't want you to think about that too much because it's a little weird um is it because it's bullshit is that why we're not supposed to think about it <laughs> it's not bullshit no, no the pugs were were a big freaking deal it's because bitches be tripping exactly over them pugs all around they want to do yeah <laughs> pugs everywhere pugs everywhere um and pugs Pug <laughs> one of the reasons they were so popular is because of their wrinkly foreheads. And puppies were inspected when they were first born to see if they had a very distinct pattern on their foreheads. It looks like the Chinese symbol for prince. And if it did, those puppies were more highly prized. If a wrinkly forehead is great for the aesthetic, why the hell am I not more popular? <laughs> uh, we'll have to match up your forehead wrinkles to the pattern of this Chinese character, and then we can decide if you can be more popular. I think mine translate to Prince Albert, so it's slightly different. <laughs> oh, no. You, uh... Um, and to Shane's point earlier, another theory of the origins of pugs is in Tibet, um, where Buddhist monks would breed them as companions and as possibly guard dogs. 
which seems hard to believe. Um, but we're going to get into... I think the guard dog thing is bullshit. It's not bullshit. And we're going to get into oh some God. stories of how pugs have saved people. Because they're very good. <laughs> this is a palate cleanser. My heart feels my I'm, heart feels very, very happy right now. I'm writing this and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I love them so much. Um, it is believed that pugs have chosen by the monks um, because of their resemblance, again, to the food dog. So a lot of articles reference back to that. I don't think it's accurate. I actually read another article that said there was a lot of documentation of the pug's history that had been burned or lost in China. So it's really hard to say um, the connection there. Um, and in Tibet, pugs were called a name that translated to hand dog. According to legend, if a human touches an eagle right after it hatches, it will be transformed into a pug drug. Obviously, if this was true, no eagle would be safe from me. Hand banana, no! <laughs> and that is, I will be very frank, it's not a lie, and I found a picture of an eagle with a pug head edited onto it, and it just, it really made my day. It was a lot. Sounds very wholesome. Uh, maybe upsetting, but yeah, wholesome's good. <laughs> so as pugs gained popularity, um, of course, in China and Tibet and Japan, um, they also began to be traded um, via the Dutch East India Trading Company. Um, and that was about the 16th century that pugs made their way first to Holland. And then they were introduced to England, the Netherlands, Spain, Italy, and France specifically. I don't know why it was that specific, but that's what the article said. Probably because they're coastal. Yeah, I guess so. That would make sense. Um, one of the things that I had the most fun reading about is how pugs got their names. Because nobody knows. Um, there's a theory that they were named after marmoset monkeys, which were a popular pet in the 1700s. And they were called pug monkeys because they had like the crunched up faces. And so they thought, well, maybe pugs were named after these monkeys. We're not sure. Um, pugness in Latin means balled up fist. Um, and of course the wrinkly little faces <laughs> could look like a balled up fist. Um, I'm sure some of us might also say they look like they were punched in the face. Um, that's fair, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't find any sources that cited that. Um, the word pug actually appeared in written English language in 1566. Um, apparently the term was of endearment and kind of meant like little cutie. Um, by the 1600s, the word became synonymous with a courtesan and it meant Imp, sprite, demon, or monkey. Michael, you look perturbed. Is is the 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 bullshit about it being a term of endearment? No. <laughs> Come here, you little puggy, puggy pug pug. Yeah. Gonna play slug a pug. Oh no. That's how you got that face. <laughs> oh. Uh, you it do wasn't... not talk about fight pug. I'm sorry. <laughs> no fight pugs. <laughs> Um, it wasn't until the 1750s did the Oxford Dictionary finally recognize the word pug as meaning dwarf breed of dog. Um, which, again, like, not very flattering. But not inaccurate. <laughs> no, not inaccurate. A trigger um, for uh, abusive language here, apparently. <laughs> I didn't say the M word, Shane. Some people are offended by dwarf. I just want you to know. Oh, uh, the Dutch called these little cuties mopshound, 
um, which meant to grumble, uh, which is really funny because yeah. a group of pugs is called a grumble. Yes, it is. And the name Mops is still used in German and Russian today. And we're going to talk about Mops more later. I'm very excited. I have a feeling I want to describe our band as a grumble every time that we move someplace <laughs> now. I think you should. I think that's very accurate. It is accurate. It's a grumble of fucks, at least. <laughs> if there is one thing that we do very, very frequently and well, it is grumble. <laughs> so now, like I mentioned before, there are pugs that have done rescues. So we're going to talk about famous pugs in history um, because I was surprised by a lot of these, and I think you will be too. Um, in was, 15- Lassie was actually a pug originally. Yeah. <laughs> and General H. MacArthur Pug, as I recall, also helped to save North Africa. This is a good time. It's very yes, true. Yes. Well, I don't very know if true. you know this, guys, but George Washington was actually a pug. <gasps> the hair makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> true if big. <laughs> Um, In 1572, a pug named Pompey, because pugs have to have the best names. That is a great fucking dog. (laughs) Um, He saved his owner, uh, Prince of Orange of Holland, William the Silent, by barking to alarm him and wake him up because Spanish assassins were there to kill him. Um, Catherine the Great of Russia was known lover of pugs. Um, At one point, she had 16 pugs. And because she loved them so much, she was allowed to take them to church services, um, which, of course... Is that... No, why would you take your pug to church? I don't know. They need God. Um, is that is that bullshit about Catherine the Great? It is bullshit about Catherine the Great, but her aunt, this is true about her aunt, all of it. Hmm. So she had an aunt that had 16 pugs um, and would take them to church with her on a regular basis. Did we talk about the Great? I love that show. We're halfway through season two. Same. Okay, it's cool. It's the best it's, show. It's a lot of fun. I, was like, I have it's no so idea who the hell you're talking about. So I like that show she a lot. Was great. I didn't think I would. And then uh, Becky and I watched the first season during uh, the Pandy. Mm-hmm. You know, season season one of the Pandy. Uh, um, I actually know a human yeah. being named Pandy. So every time <laughs> you do that, I'm like, <laughs> say what? Uh, what you do anyway. with the chicks with pics these days? I think the great is very uh, very relaxing and fun to watch for the most part. But anyway. It's such a, it's very silly and it's really well acted. I I like shredded cheese as much as everybody. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. He's hip. He's with you. Yeah. You should watch it. Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another famous pug belonged to Josephine Bonaparte. Yeah. Napoleon's wife. Um, While she was in prison, she would use her pug to send messages to her family. Um, in the 19th century, Queen Victoria popularized the breed in England, um, and she gave her pugs some of the best names. Um, they were Olga, Minka, Pedro, and Venus, just to name a few. Is Venus bullshit? No. Is, I would have is... screamed Pedro instead. I, it's so funny. No, those were all her pugs. There was a few more. I don't think I added them in here. Um, but that's just like part of the thing with having a pug is you just have to give it an absurd name. It's the rules. Fair enough. The Next first one pug, should be named Tyrion. That is a great pug name. Not um, a bad name. Nope, it's a basset. My my dog has a uh, her brother's parents contacted us. This is so weird. This makes me sound crazy. Um, but my dog Kyrie, her brother's name is Tyrion, so he's also a stumpy little dog. <laughs> Cute. Um. And then, um, of course, the first record of a pug coming to the Americas was a pug by the name of Percy. Um, He came over with General Ratcliffe um, shortly after the pilgrims came over. Um, So that's the first documented pug that came to Americas. So, like, pugs are kind of a big deal. No, no, that's that's in Pocahontas. That's (laughs) bullshit. 
get out of here with say, that. I was going with the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Pagrita. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Are you sure, Michael? Yeah. That that's not historically fact? Uh, I'm gonna no. I'm. I don't think it is. I don't. I don't think. I, I would say most of that movie is historically suspect. <laughs> that is correct. Um, no, that is straight out of Pocahontas. I was really counting <laughs> on the fact of none of you knowing that movie that well. Um, so well done. Not today, Satan. <laughs> now that attitude. See the colors <sighs> of the rainbow. But I. Oh, it was so. funny because I told Jonah that lie, and he goes, "Okay," and I was like, "Really?" And he was like. Sure, why not? And I was like, come on, man. 1995 classic, Pocahontas. I, I um, Really, you should ask me how many Disney films I have actually seen, and it would take us much less time. I'm sure it would be the same as if I told you how many not Disney films that I've seen. Indeed. <laughs> but you and Melissa get along so well. Uh-huh. That's um, literally no. all she did in my absence, by the way, not to cut you off, but yeah, she just caught up on every Disney film that she hasn't seen. I'll have to catch up with her and see which ones really hit recently. Mm -hmm. Now, I did mention earlier um, that if you were looking to join a secret society, I do have the hookup on that. Um, unfortunately, they have kind of dissolved, but I'm planning to start a new chapter. Um, so back in Germany, um, there was a secret society called the Order of the Mop. Um, as we know, of course, mop means pug. It's the Order of the Pug. This is all true. Oh, my fucking good God. <laughs> Why pugs? Obviously, because they are loyal and good at keeping secrets. Ask your pug anything. It doesn't know jack shit. It doesn't know its own <laughs> name half the time. So, of course, can, this is a perfect secret firm. society mascot. Secret societies um, such as the Freemasons were actually banned by the Catholic Church um, back in the 1700s. Um, but the way to get around that was just to start a Catholic group for Catholic people and this secret society was really special because if you were a Catholic woman, they would let you in the group, while as other secret societies did not allow women at the time. Hmm. Um, so this club was started by Pug Loyalist in 1738. Inductees would be required to wear a dog collar and scratch at the door to be allowed into meetings. Um, and then during the initiation process, um, they would be required to kiss the pug um, underneath its tail um, to prove its loyalty to the group. Bullshit. This is sounding like a secret society I don't want any part in. <laughs> I, I, I don't go that way. I'm sorry. This is just going over to John's house. Are you kidding me, Michael? Michael, we you're wearing this. a dog collar as we speak. I don't think it's that you can play. It's not a dog collar. It's a <laughs> Bluetooth headset. It is today. Ugh. Oh, my name's Michael. Existence <laughs> is paid. What part was bullshit, John? <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by Michael's <laughs> Bluetooth device. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take the wearing the, uh, the collar and scratching <laughs> at the door. No, that's true. What about okay. kissing meant, below uh, its tail? Yeah. That is true, but it was a porcelain statue, so that's a lie of oh. omission there. Okay. <laughs> well done. Oh, so we're doing those now, huh? <laughs> it is 2021. Uh, we, we do those things these I've days. I've seen John do it, so I don't know why you guys are surprised. I've I've done everything. I mean, I he was puts just that more, shit on cereal. I was. I've seen every cock on the planet. I was more incredulous that that was happening in the 1700s, and that a lot of people were doing it in plain. It wasn't face a daylight. lot of people, and it was a secret society, so it wasn't in plain face daylight, Michael. I guess. Do you think people in the 1700s ate a lot of ass or no? Uh, if well, you're referring to a literal thing? ass, uh... cholera is a big deal back then. 
They don't have them clean like they do nowadays. No, they were wearing the collar earlier, Michael. It's... (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Damn donkeys didn't do that. You don't think in that time, though, Michael, they had, like, a servant that would, like, spit water up your a-hole to, like, clean it like a modern-day bidet? Like, I feel like the rich people probably had that. Yeah, the rich people, but we're talking about, like, just everyone, the common riffraff. You know, oh, her, like they you called her the cholera yeah. queen and she just go around and clean assholes before they ate assholes. <laughs> that I actually can see. There's queen cholera. She drew the shorts. I was like, suddenly Elizabeth Bathory seems a great deal more insidious as she got people running around doing that. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Michael, why would you ask? Why would you even ask that question? <laughs> just came to mind. <laughs> Michael's Sorry. a curious kinky boy. I am um, a very curious person. <laughs> he is the rum tum tucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, members of the order were also required to wear a silver a silver pug medallion, um, which I will be forcing on all of you if we ever have merch. Um, I do think we should have some pug medallions. I think that's important. Fair. Um, Sadly, the order was disbanded by the Göttingen University in 1748, so only a mere 10 years later, due to some sort of investigation that I didn't care to read about because it was very hard to find articles about it. Um, This topic, because it was a secret society, was already pretty hard to find information about, obviously. Mein Gott, Himmel. (laughs) Per some of the sources, there was actually a group in Lyon, France, that continued to run until 1902. Um, which is why I think we could really have a chance to revive the Order of the Mop. I think that's a good idea. It was by the mandate of the King of Leon, as I recall. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. They were feeling a, a, you know, a remedy. Their well, sex was definitely on fire. That's the cholera Ooh, again. this man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Queen Cholera is back cleaning bubbles. We thought you were dead. Been dead for 200 years. Welcome to Leon. We eat ass here. <laughs> Hence why it is called a douche. Ignore the hunchback woman. <laughs> no, don't ignore her. Love her. Praise her. Tip she her well. Around. She freshens everyone. She is the first step that prevents the little death. <laughs> I somehow feel like the pug would be the perfect dog for that exact scenario. They don't have to worry about getting their you know, nose up your asshole. They just have instant access there. They're right there. That is true. No that is brown true. nosing I never them. Th- you know, I, I never thought about it like that, and I'm really glad that, that I can now you can. Like I'm that glad that you left me alone with Albus long enough for me to determine this. He has never recovered. Yeah, his name is Al Butt now. <laughs> he still needs therapy. <laughs> I was wondering why he kind of smelled like shit. <laughs> it wasn't because of that snack earlier. <laughs> you little shiza sniffer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who enjoyed the holiday season, you know, it's that scene where they're trying to get the baby brother to eat in a Christmas story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's basically Albus going down on me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm really glad that this is on a recorded meeting. <laughs> Show me how the piggies no. eat, Albus. Show me how the piggies eat. No. <laughs> uh. He puts the crumb in grum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to grum. <laughs> uh. 
if that's not a tagline in an actual like pug movie, I'd be really upset. <laughs> They're putting the grum and grumble. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to take that movie Sigourney segue all the way to the bank because the next thing you wanted to talk about was famous pugs, um, pugs in movies. I know there's one that immediately comes to mind for some people. Dr. Dre. Yeah, that's it. Good job. <laughs> I bet Michael will know. Michael, who's the most famous movie pug? Uh, you'll probably be disappointed in me, but I'm going to say Frank from Men in Black. That is correct. Yes. Damn. <laughs> Got it. I'm not that much of a disappointment. Uh, but you actually, you're it. wrong because yeah. Frank was an alien disguised as a pug, and so it's different. Yeah, and I'm talking about the actor formerly known as Frank, not the actual character Frank. Okay, I'll let you have this win. I don't think they taught the pug to actually speak (laughs) on set. Oh, no, no, no. He had incredible dexterity with the tongue and lips, yeah. Fair enough, I guess. I guess you would know more than I do, Shane. Yeah, I've done a lot of study. Mm. (laughs) The pug expert. Um, As we know, of course... Pugs for pugs. (laughs) Uh, Of course, we know... the pug whisperer. <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think a pug can whisper. <laughs> can once I'm done with it. No. Oh no. <laughs> it's more like pug whimper. As you, oh, Courtney said it earlier, oh, you can tell God. them your secrets. They they're not going to tell anybody else. They're not going to tell them. <laughs> I never tell. Why do you keep bemoaning poor Brittany Murphy? She's been in the ground for so long. I'm actually just happy that you acknowledged where the exact. Oh, dude, don't act like I didn't have a massive crush on that poor woman. Oh, Oh, rip. Anyway. Even crazy Brittany Murphy, I'm like, oh, good. I finally have a shot now. (laughs) I have a chance. It's probably why I got so attached to her watching Clueless. I was like, oh, she's she's just perfect. (laughs) She has no clue that she's so beautiful. We can get along. <laughs> All right, let's just leave that be for a while. Let's uh, let's talk let's about just, it. Let's, let's ruminate just for a minute. On that, shall yeah. we? Just Is that it. how you see yourself, also, Shane? I'm just. I, I do require people with esteem issues to be my friends. Wink, wink. Explains a lot about me. Hi, everybody. Huh? <laughs> what was that? Uh, uh, other famous movie pugs include the pug from Dune that I don't know anything about other than that there's a pug in the original Dune movie. That is true. <laughs> you can look it up. On Shane's face. So there's any number of reasons <laughs> I hate David Lynch, but that is not one of them. <laughs> um, of course, as Michael pointed out earlier. Is that bullshit? I do not remember no, a pug there, in that movie at so all. So there, there is a pug in that movie, and they also milk a cat in that movie. Man, I need to watch that again. Apparently, it's been long enough. I I have admitted (laughs) that that thing is an abomination to me, and I have glossed it over in my mind because I hate it so much. They use onomatopoeia for the weirding way, for Christ's sakes. It's just not worth it. Really? Yeah, they they have hand cannons that they just speak random onomatopoeia into to make it fire as a weapon. That's what they consider the weirding way. Apparently, his name was Pugatreides. Yes. Beautiful. I kind of love it. But. I mean, Patrick Stewart is in that movie. They do bear a striking resemblance. Maybe he was his, was his progeny. Anywho, we'll look up more about that later because that makes me so happy. Um, so, yeah, we've got the pug from Pocahontas. Of course, we have the famous uh, Milo and Otis movie, um, which, again, stars a pug. 
And then, of course, there's um, the most wealthy pug on the planet. Does anyone want to guess what Doug the Pug's net worth is? 1.2 million. Way more than I could ever attain. <laughs> well, if we're doing prices right rules, and since John's the only one that guessed, um, 1.6 million is the net worth of Doug the Pug, um, most famous for social media appearances and merch, and not a whole lot else. There you not go. <laughs> I found one article that talked a lot about how um, the reason that pugs are used so much in TV and advertising and movies is because they're really easy to work with. Um, they're food motivated, um, which makes them easy to train. Apparently, my pug came broken and doesn't. It's not easy to train. It's actually really dumb. Same. Um, Same. <laughs> Feel seen. Are you food motivated, also, Shane? If it's eaten, is it? Butt. I don't know. Are you easy to work with, though? <laughs> Maybe there needs to be more I, food they, in Van I've never seen him being paid with food, so that <laughs> might be the reason. It's because I'm over here looking like a snack. <laughs> That's very true. It's very fucking true. And the other reason they use them so much is because they're so gosh darn cute. Like, that little head tilt can melt even the coldest of hearts. Right, Michael? Um, the... What? Cue radio heads, paranoid android. <laughs> All right, then. Um, they're also really gentle, which makes them perfect for working with children and the elderly. Two things that I don't work well with, um, just in case anybody... And around <laughs> your vitals. ...was wondering. Um, my own pug is, like I said, she's broken, but very smart. Um, she can sit on command sometimes. Um, she knows words like chicken and let's go bye-byes. And um, she also, I taught her this new <laughs> trick where if she's on my lap, I tap her twice and she gets up. So currently she's more obedient than my husband. Um, so I'm going to take the win on that. It, yeah, it takes a, a couple sure. of slaps to get him off of your lap. <laughs> I, that joke died. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you could have just left it at get him off. Yeah. And it been <laughs> yeah. You're so close to it. A pretty nah. good slappy joke, my friend. Who's a bad joke? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess I need to be nice to him. It's his birthday today, but you get it. Um, and we're recording. The breed is also popular with celebrities. Um, some to name a few are Gerard Butler, Jessica Alba, Hugh Laurie, Tori Spelling, and Paris Hilton are all known pug lovers. Uh, I'm taking uh, Paris Hilton was like a Chihuahua person, yeah. wasn't she? She's most famously known for her Chihuahua, but she has had pugs. Based on what I read. She's probably had them the same way I have. Probably. Knowing her proclivities. <laughs> True that. As uh, that Carl's Jr. ad famously states, if it doesn't get all over the place, it doesn't belong in your face. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Now, going into this next year, you may be looking to make a love connection. And let me tell you, dump your boyfriend, <laughs> dump your girlfriend. You don't need them. And here's why. Man's subservient little buddy. You guys are ruining my cute episode, you perverts. <laughs> Scrum with a grum. <laughs> but yet I talk about eels up horses' asses, and everyone's like, whoa, man, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying right now. You just can't see it because your screen that you're recording from is like from the 1950s. Also, there's a difference between a rim job and penetration, <gasps> which you should obviously know. I, I like how Michael's true. over here feeling persecuted. 
I am. I'm actually in a holding cell. Get off the cross. We need the wood. <laughs> anyway, Courtney, you were saying. Uh, let me just read from you. This is from the American Kennel Club's uh, website. Uh, we're going to read this as a dating profile. Would Would you date this person? And I think the answer is yes. Already been answered. Um, the pug has been bred to be a companion and a joy to his owners. He has even an even and stable temperament, great charm, an outgoing, loving disposition. Pugs live to please their people, so they're generally easy to train. Their feelings are easily hurt, and harsh training methods should never be used. A pug wants to be with his family and will be unhappy if regularly left alone for long periods of time, and they can be prone to depression and anxiety. Coincidentally, just like me. But I'm thinking, like, based on that dating profile, like, sounds pretty good. I'd swipe right. Yeah, of course you would. So, of course, as we head into the new year, like, if you're feeling lonely, like, just go get a pug. It'll it'll fix everything. And it'll... Let go, let pug. It'll probably shit on everything you love. And that's great. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> that's it true. Does um, I do I have to say, though, there is some life. controversy over owning and breeding pugs um, because of the ethics of their breathing. Um, because of the way that they've been bred over generations, that smush face has become what is the breed standard, but it is also a major health issue. Um, I'm really fortunate because my pug is a knockoff Kroger brand great value pug um, that we got some, from some creepy dude in an apartment in Mesa. So, like, her snout is too long by breed standards and makes her better at breathing. If you get a real one... Turns out the only thing she's good at. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. She's like a little Mr. Pimp just running around my house. Um, the Dr. Thunder of pugs, but yes. If depending on how things go forward, it looks like the trend will actually be to breed pugs with longer snouts to try to avoid health problems because they can become very expensive. <sighs> it's so cute, though. Uh, my sister, <laughs> my sister's a vet a tech, and they they've had to pop pop some eyes back in because they are. Oh, uh, if you if you've got a bulgy eyed pug, they can pop out. That's happened in professional so wrestling rings too. as well. I have delightful stories I can tell you, Michael. <laughs> eye for an eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, of course, much like any breed of dog or pet that you're looking to purchase, do the research, guys. Do the research. You should know what you're getting into. I resemble that statement. Well, that's <laughs> John ruled out right uh, there. And I want to leave you guys today with possibly my favorite story of a pug um, because I mentioned before they're really loyal. And, you know, sometimes sometimes your significant other is not. And so there was a point in time where I'm on the phone, I'm doing a work call, and I tell Jonah, hey, can you turn the TV down? And he goes, do I have to? And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I'm getting on the phone, like, turn the TV down. And so I get on my phone call. I get off the phone and I look over at Jonah and my pug puppy, who was only probably nine months old at the time, had shat on his foot while I was on the phone. So don't fuck around with pugs. You will find out. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shane. Fucking hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I found out. I understood the assignment. 
Ah, yes. But that uh, that's pugs, guys. That was such a nice palate cleanser. Man, I am really upset that you didn't dive into the conspiracy surrounding the fact that, you know, a boxer is basically an overgrown <laughs> pug. And if a pug is a pugalist, then it then becomes a boxer. So, I mean, there's there's got to be some sort of connective tissue here, some correlative. I see it, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Well, yes. I think I ding, think ding. boxers happen if you pet a human baby too soon after they're born, and then they just turn into boxers. I, uh, yeah, Loki is basically uh, a baby trapped in a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And won't go near my butthole. He's very loyal to the one and only. Uh, you you've tried. Mm-hmm. Well, what were the lies? So you guys did really good. I have one stab. All right, go for it, Michael. Uh, you mentioned like the Dutch East India Company. Mm-hmm. Um, is that bullshit? Was that how pugs got to Europe? Was uh, no, that's through... true. Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah. What? I would have thought you know American Airlines. <laughs> yeah, because they had grown to be so popular. When Dutch traders had come to Asia, they had seen them and been like, "Oh, we we need a few of those. Put those on the, you know, on the wagon. I'm gonna take those back. Those are pretty cool." Okay. Yeah. All right. So for the four lies, which I believe you guys got two of, um, I told you that, and this is kind of a cheap shot because I would not expect you guys to know anything about Chinese mythology. (laughs) But um, the female version of the foo dog, she does have a cub under her foot, um, but it has nothing to do with the growth and prosperity of China. Um, It actually has more to do with nurturing and protecting the inhabitants inside the building. So they do specifically only ward things that are inside their building and not things that are outside, which I thought was really interesting. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, Of course, you got that. um, Oh, I guess you got three. So you did really good. Um, Catherine the Great did not have pugs. Um, It was her aunt that had 16 pugs. Um, And of course, the first record of a pug coming to America was not uh, in the movie Pocahontas. Um, Percy, Percy the pug. And then, um, of course, my lie of omission, um, they did kiss the backsides of pugs to join the Order of the Mop, but it was a porcelain statue of a pug, Um, which at the time, honestly, that many people kissing one thing may have been just as unsanitary as a pug asshole. So, I mean, take your pick on that. True. On on account of the cholera. (laughs) Well, it looks like they need to employ a queen of cholera. (laughs) And that is how we got the book, Love in a Time of Cholera. (laughs) Or how I learned to love the cholera. Love the pug. Stop worrying and love the pug. <laughs> well, thank well, you, thank you for bringing uh, some joy back to this show. <laughs> John and I went for the bone at the same time. <laughs> Came up like a couple of pugs. Well, glug glug. Here's a pug. Yay. Who's who's who, huh? Who? Huh? 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 Uh, what? Who is presenting next? What do we have to look forward to? Isn't Shane? That would be. I will be talking to you about Dick. Finally. Nice. I. I was gonna say. I I've been wondering for a really long one. time. How what does it work? It? Why does it cry? Where does it come from? Where does it Why come is from? Bleeding. Not in this economy. But yes, yeah, so that will be we will be discussing the the glorious life and times of author Philip K. Dick next oh. week. So it should be Fuck yeah. glorious times. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, do you dream of electric sheep? 
Uh, I do, in fact, frequently. And I recently read that book in a day. Bam. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I got home from work, sat down on the couch next to Melissa, and then four hours later, I was like, well, that's that book down. And uh, it was much better than I remembered it being, strangely enough. That's romantically what I thought I was going to do with Dune Messiah. But then, you know, I was on vacation and, you know, the plane, the plane also, landed. Also, yeah, that's a little more dense than, uh, you know, PKD. Oh, I've never read anything by him, so I, I don't know uh, the comparison. Okay, well, you're going to find out. I cannot wait. It'll be good times for everybody. Hell yeah. But uh, thank you all for your uh, glorious and attentive listenership. As always, we sincerely appreciate you being here, be it eel, pug, or dick. We hope that you enjoy it one way or the other. uh, If you are enjoying it, of course, we do have that little link tree down in the show notes. You can clip and find us and uh, just tell us how much you adore everything that goes out of or into our mouths. It is a delightful time for all involved parties. And you can check in with us occasionally on the tubes of you. Of course, we've got material there. And then Courtney is keeping the flame alive over on TikToks with all the glorious things that we do there occasionally. They do not involve children saying, fucking damn it. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we hope that you've all enjoyed that there. Please keep up the good work, Courtney. And thank you all, as always, for being here and keeping the fire lit for yet another year of disinformation because it has been delightful every single time. Yes, it has. Not a lie. We actually have some listeners now, and that's kind of fun. So Mm -hmm. thanks. The fire rises. (laughs) (laughs) And perhaps they're wondering why you would film a podcast before throwing it out of a plane. (laughs) It always fucks me up. That's uh, it always fucks me up. That's Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. That's in that role, or not? Not Bane, Mm -hmm. but the uh, the dude on the plane. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. you know, casting. Michael, what are you they get talking to start about? Discovering people. They're talking about, They're talking about the Dark Knight, Batman, which is a vehicle driven by Christian Bale. How upsetting would it be if the first Batman movie I saw was the Robert Pattinson one? I wouldn't be upset. It looks like it's gonna be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Shane has taught me that it's okay to like different Batmans, and that doesn't make you mm-hmm. a different or lesser person. You know? No, not at all. Uh, the first Batman I was ever exposed to was Adam West. I was so, going to guess I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, you, got, uh, you got tastemakers everywhere. I, I want to say that I was Keaton and Kilmer, but I think I think I actually started with Batman Forever. That's the first one I remember okay. seeing. I, it's not bad. I mean, really, looking back on it, I, I particularly after <laughs> Batman and Robin, <laughs> I am far fonder of, of Batman Forever than I, I was with many things. I think I probably liked that better than I liked uh, Batman Returns as well. Well, the thing is, too, is that like not every fucking DC or Marvel movie has to be this existential crisis, you know, and I think Batman Forever did a really good job, you know, of just letting it be, you know, what it is and have a little bit of fun with the, the material. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have seen every shade and gradient in the course of Batman comics. They were not always a dirge. It just so happens that Frank Miller was very popular at the time that they started figuring out their shit. So that has started to kind of temper the tone of all Batman films going forward. But I digress. And I saw I saw the uh, Krispy Kreme look starting to descend over several <laughs> members of our podcast. Well, you know and- what I was thinking is I was watching, there's a show called Dope Sick that Michael Keaton is in. It's on Hulu. It's really good and really depressing. And I was like, 
there's only one movie I know him from, and I know telling you this will really upset you, um, but it's Uh-oh, Jack fuck. Frost, which is a Christmas movie that came out. I like, like that movie. I think it was like 1995, but that's the only like full-length feature movie that I've seen Michael Keaton in. Okay, so whoa, hold up. So you haven't seen the first Spider-Man, well, technically the first Tom Holland Spider-Man. Film. Homecoming? No, I've not seen that one. Oh. Okay, you haven't seen Beetlejuice. Oh, I guess I have seen that one. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, I was about to say, Whoa. fuck me. I was, I was going to lose my mind. But, but the one I recognize <laughs> him least... from is Jack Frost. Okay. okay, I was like, at least multiplicity, something. There had to be no, myriad other things not you could that one. I know he, did a, he did a voice in the movie Cars. He did was he? a uh-huh. chick something. Yeah. Oh. Chick Hearn. <laughs> I can't think of his Who name now. Who is the famed broadcaster for the Boston Celtics, in case you're playing the home game. <laughs> Not hungry. And Thank he you. sounded like he was gargling razor blades. Uh, if you ever listen to old Boston Celtics calls, Jack stole them all. <laughs> That's because he was. <laughs> Actually, I think Chick Hearn is the Lakers play-by-play oh. uh, guy. But <laughs> I really, this is one of these things that I love, which is a, a nice bit on this show, and then we're finally going to bring this thing to a fucking close. But to, to end 2021, I do have a, a longstanding bit where I will lie about shit that I know none of you care about. And I have not, we haven't really accumulated the listenership for people to call me out on it. I keep waiting for Dewan to actually like fact check or call me on some of the shit that I will say here. And it just hasn't happened yet. Oh, yeah. But there are things that I do dangle as like carrots for some people who are going to be like, you know, Shane didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. And be like, ah. <laughs> it also sometimes it just means I can say things just out of complete ignorance and then claim it's part of my shtick where I'm like, oh, I was just lying again. That's what I do. Why are you, Why are you always you're literally lying? creating a a back door. You're creating a back door on this podcast that you, so you can never be wrong. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> like it's the, not the Tumblr fair. opens a lock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, what this reads to me is that you've been listening back because you've been nostalgic and you've heard some things that were not correct and you're like, man, I need to make sure that I create this little uh, you know, safe exit. In the multiverse of Shane over here. I, Jesus I need Christ. To, I need to... I need to Add a little canonical save point. Uh-huh. I am, I'm pretty duplicitous. I'm not going to say that that hadn't crossed my mind at points where I was just like, that was just completely ignorant what I just said there. I'm going to say that was purposeful. But uh, no, there are some times where I will say shit that is just an outright lie and watch that just no one says anything. I'm like, okay, moving on. It's like, yeah, like our, our 48th president, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And I know him. I know that is bullshit I love because movies. he can't be a president because he's not American born. Well, apparently you aren't familiar with the 46th Amendment, which does allow individuals to of other nationalities to become president of the United States. It was, in fact, called the Schwarzenegger oh, Amendment. Okay. Well, yeah, didn't, uh, don't I you know that Obama was born in Kenya, Michael? Didn't you also know that Taco Bell is the only restaurant that survived the franchise wars? And thus now every restaurant is mm-hmm. Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, in some way, shape or form. <laughs> Michael, I'm sorry that they're very insensitive in bringing up Taco Bell. I know that you had a big part in the freedom of the Mexican pizza, and I know that's why you are, in fact, actually on the run. Uh, you're they don't being need targeted to know by that. Big, big Taco. 
Um, uh, it was actually uh, Operation Mexican Freedom, I think, was uh, Michael was the spearheading general of that particular war. You should see the flags that they've made with your likeness on it. It's pretty fucking crazy, buddy. I probably should have been less insensitive and said Operation Pizza Freedom. That has a little more <laughs> ring to it and won't get me a group of incensed individuals. Hashtag you want me to uh, me, just... You want me just to fly over Pizza Freedom? Again, remember, I, I still think I'm Teflon, so yeah, you do whatever the hell you want to, brother. Yeah, if you I'll scratch him, he's it'll toxic. Be funny. I'll do it just because it'll be funny, because then you're, you're just going to hear Pizza Freedom 17,000 times. My life was in your hands. His life was in your hands. <laughs> His life was in your hands, dude. <laughs> All right, well, uh, your phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> Ladies and germaphobes, as always, uh, thank you all for being here. As It's a, a delightful time, and we sincerely appreciate your listenership. So keep doing it. Keep coming back. It works if we work it, and you are, in fact, worth it. So for the Disinformed Podcast this week, we'll do you dirty. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And zippity-zoop, we're out of here. And we'll see you next year. I hate you fuckers. <laughs>